Hello and thank you for listening to episode 113 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave and this is another one of our Soundcheck interview shows and in this one I get to chat with Michael Sweet from Striper ahead of the release of their album Goddamn Evil which is going to be released on April the 20th. So before we get to the chat I'm going to play a song from the new album. Uh, This song, the video came up on YouTube on April the 12th and as you'll hear me mention to Michael during uh, our chat together it's a song that I've not been able to get out of my head i'm sure it'll do the same to you so as always turn up those speakers and let's have a listen to striper and sorry
Hi, Michael. Hey, how are you, man? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Uh, right, thank you so much for uh, sparing me a bit of time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, no no problem. Because uh, I know you're a busy guy. You've got... Um, I mean, let's get straight to it. You've, you, the new Striper album is out on April the 20th, Goddamn Evil. Yeah. Uh, and I've listened to the first two songs that were on YouTube. Take It to the Cross went up first, and then Sorry that went up. I believe it was a week today it went on YouTube, and I've not been able to get that chorus out of my head <laughs> in the last week. Oh, uh, well, good, man. That's that's always a good thing. Unless it stays in your head and you want it out of your head, then it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it must be incredible for you. Um, I mean, cause there's only two years difference in age between uh, yourself and me. Uh, and I grew up, you know, listening to bands from the 70s and, and into the 80s. And here you are, you know, 34 years after the Yellow and Black Attack was released. And you've got another Striper album coming out. It must be such a great feeling for you. You know, it really is. Uh, we were the band always and still are that were kind of looked at, not by everyone, but a good number of people as uh, the band that would probably... Uh, be least likely to succeed <laughs> or certainly least likely to stick around. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, we kind of blew that theory out of the water. <laughs> you certainly did. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, we're very determined and very driven and got a lot of ideas, man. Um, overflowing ideas. And, and we like to record. We still have fun doing it. We like to tour we love what we do, and hopefully that really shows. And I think, you know, if we can stay healthy, uh, there's no reason why we can't do a lot more. Well, that's it. I'm, I'm always incredulous at the longevity of bands that I grew up with. I know you, you're, you're, you're a big Judas Priest fan. They've recently had a new album out. You know, you yes. The new album from, from Striper. You had the album out last year with George Lynch as well. And... Is it is it uh, the secret of this longevity? Is it because you're willing to evolve? Because I know listening to Take It to the Cross, it was like, whoa, especially when you get to the chorus. And then you've got the slightly more melodic Sorry, even though it's still got that the, the heavy guitar sound to it. I think so. I think that's certainly a big part of the reason. I think there are a number of other reasons, too, those being that, um, you know, as I said a few moments ago, we're very focused and very determined. You know, I talk to bands on a regular basis, just hanging out with them on, on Monsters of Rock Cruise or at a venue if we go have dinner and we're playing with this band or that band and we're just hanging out. And we'll, we'll get in conversations about music and the state of the industry and uh, what's next and, you know, do you still like doing it? You know, we ask each other these questions and mm -hmm. you'd be surprised at how many times I hear bands or I sense the spirit of deflation. I sense, that, I sense the spirit of uh, slight depression or, uh, you know, it's, it's just not fun anymore. You know, it's not worth it anymore or it's not this or it's not that. And, and it's really sad to see. Yeah. You know, Striper Striper is the opposite of that. Striper's like, oh, you want to do another album? Let's go. You know, <laughs> if we got a phone call today and the label say, hey, we want you to do another album. Are you guys up for it? I'd say, absolutely. Let's do it. When do you want us to start? Tomorrow? <laughs> That's great. Because it's just kind of who we are, who I am. And, you know, I love uh, creating music and uh 
having those opportunities and taking those opportunities, there's nothing like it. How have you found the change from, I mean, because I remember as well, you know, the heyday of MTV and all the videos. And I mentioned at the beginning, you know, about the t your two new videos up on YouTube. What's been that change been like for you going from, you know, the big MTV time through to now you've got YouTube as the main way of getting the videos out? YouTube is, is pretty much it. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, social media and, and whatnot, your own personal pages and stuff. Um, you know, it's a different world. It really is, but it's still a very relevant music world. It's still a very uh, interesting and exciting music world, at least I believe so. Mm -hmm. um, I have the same desire to to do what I do as every bit as much as I did back when I was, you know, 20 years old. That just has not left me. It hasn't gone away. I think I'm actually more excited about it, even maybe a little bit more now than I was then. Um, and the reason for that is because there's still a base out there. There's still people that want to hear it, people that want to see it. And and as long as they're there, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, man. You know, it's it, it just keeps me going, man. It keeps me going. So MTV, uh, it, it may not be uh, those days any longer. Yes, they helped break so many bands. But at the same time, you know, for Striper, it was always difficult for us to get MTV to play our videos, videos anyway. Yeah. How have you found it with with that with the difficulty you said with MTV and that and now you've got you know the explosion of of social media which I guess helps to get your music out there and that but it gives everybody a voice even those that that you may or may not like what you're doing how do you cope with Absolutely. the influx of yeah. that? Well, you know you you got to take the good with the bad. You got you got to have that certain personality where you can do that. I'm not real good at that. Uh, in the sense that, you know, uh, I'll read someone's comments and take it to heart or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, express my views about that or whatnot. And everybody knows that. Uh, but the thing about Michael Sweet is I, I, I'm always an honest guy. I'm always a guy that, uh, you know, speaks his mind and you're going to get what you get with me, you know. Yeah. But the good in it is the fact that you can uh, still communicate with your fans actually much more than you could back in the 80s now yeah yeah sure you know and there's good and bad that comes with that there was something about the mystique uh, of the 80s where you didn't know a lot about your rock star <laughs> yeah. uh, you know uh, uh sorry that's okay you didn't know a lot about your the rock stars that you loved and, and the bands that you loved but now you do you know everything and almost too much yeah uh, so w there's good and bad in everything, man. But I tell you, the good in it is the fact that we can still communicate with our fans and keep them involved and tell them when we're going to be playing here and playing there and releasing an album at this point in time and that. And it's really cool, man. That's oh, so great. Yeah. Has your songwriting process changed from you know back in the, the first days of Striper to writing the songs for Goddamn Evil? The only thing that's changed with my songwriting is back then I would uh, write songs more spread out. So in other words, I'd work on one song and then maybe two weeks later another song and maybe a week later two more songs and, you know, that sort of thing. Because we were so uh, busy, we were really traveling a lot back then. Now, I think I'm even more busy. <laughs> and uh, the way it works for me these days is instead of writing spread out, I really enjoy writing uh, in a short period of time. Okay. 
you know, so I'll write an entire album in a week or wow. 10 days tops. And I enjoy doing that because I'm under pressure. I work well under pressure. I can focus a lot more and just get it done. Um, so that's the big difference between then and now. I'm always fascinated as well about the songwriting process. How does it work with you? Do you get, does a riff come first? Do a, you know, a few lines of a, a lyric come first? You know what happens with me? Um, basically, I'll uh, write a riff on a guitar. So, you know, some, some riff, whatever it is. Yeah. Then I'll come up with the drum groove on my, on my drum software. And I'll play along to that groove, that loop, for, you know, 10, 15 minutes until I'm really feeling it and kind of tweak the drum groove, the kick drum pattern, the snare, uh, whatever it is. And then once I really lock it in, then I'll start humming like, I'll start humming a melody and then I'll start humming a lyric usually. All like, right. God damn evil. <laughs> I started singing that wow, to the great. riff and that became the, you know, the song. So that happens a lot. Was there any conscious effort to to change it up again with the new album to to go with this different style, maybe go in the heavier direction? Because again, with the you know, I guess one of the downsides to the longevity of a band is you, you're going to get that base of fans that go, "Well, I want it, you know, to sound just the same as you know, to hell with the devil." Of or, course, you know, of course, and, and we get that all the time. Yeah. Man, you guys aren't writing songs. I call in on you, yeah. and I always say politely. I say, well, then, look, you have calling on you. Go listen to it. That's great. Yeah, good point. I mean, you know, you still have that. I mean, and, and if that's what you prefer, then you can listen to that forever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, most of our fans, or so many of them, I should say, uh, do come along with us when we try something different. Yeah. And that's good. They're so, on so board. They, they yeah. really are. Yeah, I mean, it makes it, you know, more exciting and fresh for the fans. And for you, of course, you know, as a you know, creative artist, it must be. Absolutely, man. And, and I like I like stretching out a little bit, but not too much. You know, I still try to keep things in the same arena in terms of what we do and the style that we do it in. Um, I, you know, we'll never we'll never try to be Metallica or Megadeth or mm -hmm. Anthrax or Slayer or I any of the the big four. You know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll never try to go down that road because that's not who we are. We're Striper and we have our own unique sound, love us or hate us. And you're always going to get that out of us. But you might hear little different flavors thrown in. We might throw in a little oregano, you know, and, <laughs> and next album we won't. And, and instead of oregano, we'll use, a, you know, turmeric or whatever other spice or flavor we could throw in. <laughs> And I've noticed as well, you've got a, such a busy summer coming up. You've got, you know, you're going to tour, you're going to tour America. I have to ask as well, any plans for the UK? Yes, we're working on that. Uh, we're talking about some fly dates this year, but in terms of an actual ground run and tour, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest and tell you that that probably won't happen until next year, but we are working on it. And we know the importance of getting back to Europe. We love Europe. We've got a lot of fans there and it's, we're way overdue coming to Europe, man, for sure. And with you mentioning earlier, you know, about how you like keeping in touch with the fans on social media and so on. I've got to 
say to you, Michael, I went onto the website and was looking because, of course, now with bands touring uh, and the income from you know the record sales and not what they used to be, the money is going to come in from different ways. You know, you can right. buy VIP packages and so on. Your VIP package is an absolute bargain. I was like, "Whoa, you get that well, for that price?" So you know, fair you play. You know, to I you. tell you, I tell you what, buddy, they really are, and I'm glad you said it. Some fans say the opposite. Mm. You know, some fans say that we're we're how can we call ourselves Christians and charge any money for a VIP package? Um, the thing is, in all honesty, is we kind of have to do VIP packages and, and, and the meet and greets because it helps us to continue to tour. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you have so much deficit and you're in the red so deep, you, you, it gets to a point where you got to figure something out in order to continue doing it. So that's where we're at. And, you know, we, but at the same time, we really want to make it uh, valuable to the fans and worth it. And we spend time with them. We never, ever do a rush job. And, and it's certainly worth every penny. And for the most part, fans appreciate it and, and they approve it. And uh, they're, they're behind it 100%. And then you look at some other bands who I won't name who charge three and four and $5,000 to fans. Oh, yeah. to, and they yeah. don't even get to meet the band. That's crazy. <laughs> really That's is. insane. Yeah. And it's even little touches like you've done where uh, a couple of the VIP ones, because I know you couldn't fit everybody onto there, but a couple of the VIP guests put into the draw and you can get up on stage, you know, for that. It, it's become oh, famous yeah. now, isn't it? You know, the back to the crowd shot at the end of the show. I mean, that as, yes. as a, any fan would love that photograph as well. Yeah, for sure, man. And we're going to go live with the VIP package. It's going to cost a little bit more money, but basically... Uh, one of the VIP uh, people will win the chance to be our new drummer. Oh, wow. <laughs> Forever. Like, to replace... I'm only kidding. <laughs> I, like, I could just hear the okay. sound of people screaming now. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh, that would be a that would be a good one, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, in this world, I wouldn't doubt if we actually see something like that down the road with somebody. <laughs> uh, you, you just never know, do you? <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to hear what Robert would have to say about that. <laughs> He'd have a lot to say about that. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm sure he would. Uh, I think my position my position would be offered before Robert's position <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so you get everything's gearing up now. You know we're not too far away from the release of the album. Is is this one of the most nervous times for you? You know when you just it's in. You know it's recorded. It's there. It's in the bag, as it were, and you're just waiting for it to be released. Yeah, it's the anticipation. I'm a very impatient guy. You know, I can't keep a secret, and uh, you know, I'm one of those guys. My wife will get a present for our daughter, and I'll say to Lena our daughter at Christmas Eve. So, Hey, did you open the camera yet? <laughs> you know? And they'll both look at me and say, no, you know, so I, I'm just, I'm that way. So yeah, it's hard for me waiting months for people to hear the album. Yeah. Uh, and then we're prepping for a tour. So that's nerve wracking. I, I, I got to start learning songs. I think we got a set list. We're going to rotate some songs of like 30, 32 songs. I think. Wow. That's, that's a good set list. 
So we'll have we'll probably have twenty one songs in there for the set list, and then the rest of the songs will rotate two or three of them yeah. each night. That's good. Uh, but it's a lot of material to learn, you know. Yeah, I mean that's good as well because you're going to get fans uh, that are going to come to multiple nights, you know, like we do. And so to exactly. see different songs, it'll be fun. Yeah, that's always really good. Rather than just the same set list, that's you know again, that's the added value. You know, for the absolutely, and cool. we're trying, man. We're trying to mix it up and keep fans interested and keep it fun for them, and that's important to us. Oh, that's great. Well, listen, Mike, I know you're a really busy guy, and like I said, I, I really appreciate the time that, you, that you've given to me, and I, do, I wish you every success with the album. And you know, long may you continue to do what you obviously love doing. I appreciate it, my friend, and, and thank you so much, Dave. And uh, it was a pleasure talking to you, and God bless you, and I look forward to, to reading this interview, okay? All right. Thanks a lot, Michael. And, yeah, I look forward to you getting over here to the UK. It'll be great. Oh, yeah, man. Count on it. It's sooner than later, okay? All right. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Michael. All right, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another show. It's fantastic chatting to people like Michael, uh, who are as courteous and humorous and, you know, quite obviously passionate about everything that they do. It's always a pleasure to record shows like these and, and have a chat with these people. Uh, and people, you know, have said during the show, there's only two years difference between me and him, you know, grown up at the same time, listened to a lot of the same music, seen Striper on MTV and the evolution of, you know, the music and the music industry. So, yeah, once again, it's uh, it's been a great show to record. Hopefully for you, it's been a great show to listen to. Uh, you can follow everything that Striper are doing and Michael's doing. If you go to our website, all the links that you need will be on there. The website is, of course, 60minuteswith.co.uk. There's a contact us form on there, should you wish to email us, or you can email us direct, which is contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. We have a Twitter account that is at 60 Minutes With. Always lots of competitions going on on there. Uh, we're giving away DVDs as we speak, more Blu-rays to give away. Um, our list of competition prizes is quite long as I'm just glancing down at it now, so make sure to follow us on there and to keep up to date with everything that we're doing too. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram, which is at 60 Minutes With. That's where we put all the weird and wonderful album covers that I find when I'm shopping around market stalls and vinyl markets. So uh, make sure you follow us on everything that we do. So with that, I'm going to close off the show uh, with the first song that was put onto YouTube from the new album. Uh, and always, please, 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 if you enjoy the music, support these bands by buying the music. If you don't like the music, pass the show on to your friends. Let them have a listen and get them to buy the music too. It's really important that we keep the music industry going. You go and see them live and you go and buy the music because uh, I've talked about it many times in these shows in the past. The music industry is not what it was and it's it's really hard for bands to make any kind of uh, of income at all if you're just clicking download and want it all for free so please support the bands so anyway once again turn up those speakers because this is a loud one this is one that the first time i heard you know, it got to the chorus and it's like whoa this took me by surprise but in a good way so we're going to close off the show with striper and take it to the cross